in the world what's going on everybody welcome back to man to man the best nba show where we bring you the latest topics around the nba this is your co-host andy elliott alongside your co-host liam the hoop star namaste talk to me brother how's it going how's your week been let me hear something for me, it's kind of, you know, vacation's over, you know, my, my eHarmony dates worked out. So right, right. You fell me. in love last week. Now what? And then this week, it's, you know, pretty much same old, same old for me getting back into the school grind. But now I'm here to talk about basketball. So let's do it. Well, first of all, allow me to change some aesthetics in your life and invite you to our most recent and newest announcement, Hoop. You are not only taking part in Man to Man, the NBA show, but you are now taking part in Man to Man, the NBA show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Nut channel, all things basketball, dude. Come along and enjoy the ride, my brother, as well as all of you listening out there. If you didn't catch it on our social pages earlier this week, we will be airing all of our episodes every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure to download the Dash Radio app to listen to us like we like to say, shoot the shit. Now, you may ask about our YouTube live recordings, Hoop. We will still be recording live on YouTube every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And as always, you can catch any of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, rate us five stars. I got to say that. Blase, blase. You know what to do. Little update on a merch, all right? You all absolutely killed it by supporting us, purchasing our T-shirts, taking pictures in them, posting on your socials. We're super grateful for all the love that you've given us. No cap on that one, soldier. Having said that, since our first merch launch was so successful, we have our second launch in the works, baby! And we will be receiving more shirts later on this week with our new logo, Man to Man, the NBA show. All right, we got big boy sizes this time. Yes, we got XLs and double XLs for you big bone guys. Sorry about that. We made the rookie mistake on our first launch. Bear with us. We're man to man. We don't know what the hell is going on half the time. So stay tuned for our official announcement about that on all of our social pages. We try to do that as well. You don't want to miss out on some man-to-man gear. Hey, speaking of merch, Hoop, shout out to Yaz Apparel. We got to do it to them. The hottest streetwear available on the market. They got the most exclusive fresh trendy items, including different color set hoodies, t-shirts, and more that will fit in your everyday attire. NBA players like Jackson Hayes has a Yaz hoodie in his arsenal and hey. Every item sold, they donate clothing to the homeless. It's a win-win. You look good. You do it for a good cause. Plus, everything in the store is 50% off at the checkout, dude. That's yazapparel.club. Go check them out. We'll throw the link in the script. You know what to do. Little recap of last week, Hoop, before I shut up. uh, We take a look at who the finalists are for each NBA award, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, the Suns and their hot streaks. Now over. We'll talk about that. And then we capped it off with some other little knickknacks here and there along with our Pacer Nation segment. Hoop, I got to ask, what's on the agenda for this week, my young brother-in-law? I actually never thought you would ask. Come on, Hoop. (laughs) This week, quite frankly, uh, what we would like to say, the seeds have been planted, my sir. Yes, sir. Um, on today's show, we'll, you know, kind of dive into the, our playoff predictions and, you know, each team's matchup, weighing it out, the odds, the underdogs. Yep. We'll uncover, you know, some real, the reasons why Adam Silver has apparently prohibited Instagram models from the bubble. I need those IG models, brother. Come on. But you won't get them. I'm glad that you're not <laughs> we'll in the bubble. Yeah, but we'll go into man-to-man worthy or keep it moving and cap it off. Player of the week, game of the week, and of course, 
Last but not least, our Pacers break you know it down. It is. Keep sleeping on us, shall we? Let's get into it, Hoop. I, I think the people can't wait any longer. Let's just talk about it. So like I said, the, the seeds have been planted, and we know what that means, right? Hopefully. For all the matchups were locked in, we still had to find out who the Lakers were actually going to face in this first round. The non-deserving Memphis Grizzlies or the Red Hot Trailblazers. As expected, Dame Dollar, Dame Time as they're calling it nowadays, the Trailblazers will go on and face the Lakers in that first round of the playoffs, defeating the Memphis Grizzlies in that play-in tournament. As for the Grizzlies, they did end their season kind of in a disappointment after having that three-and-a-half game lead over the Blazers for that eight seed heading into the bubble. I think you still got to give credit to Memphis for fighting it out. Dame, Nurk, even McCollum. Some might say Mellow's Can't forget Mellow, dude. Really kind of fought back in this bubble and and lifted Portland to a huge win to get into those playoffs. Yeah, and obviously it it was an emotional game for Nurkic as he came out and announced the passing of his grandmother due to COVID-19. Those guys in that locker room who, let me tell you, have this rare bond and entity that many other teams strive for, in my opinion. you got a franchise player, and might I add an assassin in Damian Lillard, who, in my eyes, is the most likable player in the league, simply not only due to his work ethic, but also the leadership that he holds on the floor and in that locker room, as well as this being this guy who is loyal to the team that he plays for, along with CJ being drafted by the Blazers. And let's not forget Melo, dude. He's a future Hall of Famer who has already created a legacy for his name in New York. He's that kind of guy. He wants to stick with an organization, but they fucking won't let him. Hopefully Portland sticks out for him. And that's why I believe having those kind of guys in that locker room can impose this winner's mentality by creating a strong bond with their teammates, which can really give them a good chance against this L.A team right and then when we do preview this matchup against the lakers and the blazers these teams are actually in my eyes pretty different in the fact that the lakers continue to make that punctuated changes in their lineup every single year and it's hard for a team like that to kind of find their groove again if they ever do lose it right then it becomes a that learning loop as what you what are you doing wrong and if if you can catch themselves messing up at that wrong time, this first round could be that that step in them, you know, not finding their groove. Kind of losing they, their shit a little bit, yeah. A little bit, maybe. You never know. They, I mean, I think they they could very easily find themselves losing that first game and maybe even, you know, tend to become a bit anguished, as they might say. Whereas yeah. the Blazers, you know, they've only had marginalized with their roster, um, kind of just tweaking guys around here and there, adding Melo, Ariza, even Whiteside, I think that was a big pickup for them. It's easier, you know, for them all to get on that same page and not not to mention they're obviously in the pay- playoffs now for a reason, right? So yeah. let's 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 get to that elephant in the room I want to I want to talk about. These struggling Lakers who just went 3 and 5 in this bubble, can they hold off the surging red hot Blazers who are coming off their fourth straight win? And to to even get to this point in the first place. Yeah, it's a great question, Hoop. You always have really good questions, and I admire that about you. But (laughs) before I answer that, might I just add and say that, yes, we are talking about the Lakers once again at the top of our episode. I don't fucking know. I got fucking Lakers jerseys behind me. We're going to talk about them every single damn episode. They're going to win the chip, or are they? Let's transition this into the first round predictions. We're going to go through these first round playoff predictions, but I want to start with this series right here. While the Lakers feature this LeBron James, who is the potential MVP of the 2019-2020 regular season, the Blazers feature 
the unanimous MVP. Uh, his name is Damian Lillard, dude. Lillard has not only talked the talk, he's walked the walk. 30 years old, emerged as this bona fide stud, in my opinion, averaging about 38 points, 10 assists, four and a half rebounds per game, and he's shooting 50% from the field and about 44% from behind the arc in the bubble. You take a look at the regular season. They went two and one against the Lakers, winning one in LA where Dane time was evident that New Year's Day, dropping almost a 50 burger with some lettuce and cheese on it, scoring about 48 points. And he's averaging 37 in the bubble. And a stat that I do want to point out real quick, Hoop, is that during the last four wins for Portland, the Blazers combined to beat their opponents by a combined margin of 11 points. So that brings up the question, can the Lakers simply outscore the Blazers? Likewise, can Portland overcome their weak defensive play to outscore the Lakers over a seven-game playoff series? As much as I hate to say it, I got Lakers jerseys behind me. We all know I had them to win the whole thing. I got Portland upsetting the Lakers first round, dude. Think if they get that first win under their belt in this neutral environment, Dame's locked in, CJ's doing what he does, Melo's setting up shop in the corner, and if Hassan Whiteside can play a little bit of defense, I had this weird feeling that if anybody can quote-unquote upset this juggernaut LA team, it can and will be the Portland Trailblazers. I had the Lakers going all the way because of Kobe. I'm switching it up on the spot. The backcourt for the Blazers with Damon CJ will create an uncomfortable situation for the perimeter players for the Lakers. Now that Avery Bradley and Rondo are out, they're going to heavily rely on LeBron and KCP to guard one of the two. LeBron and AD played absolutely terrible in this bubble, and who knows when that playoff switch will turn on because it looked like LeBron turned it on opening night in the bubble, but ever since hasn't built any momentum after that leading into the playoffs. So yeah, I don't know, dude. I got a feeling if Lillard can continue his dog mentality and CJ and Melo can bring that veteran leadership to the team, I think that locker room has a really good chance of sliding under the radar and upsetting that purple and gold team first round. What you thinking, Hoop? That might be the biggest hot take of the year. It's hot take. You got them hot takes all the time. I'm throwing the biggest one out here right now. LA losing first round to Dame Dollar and, and the Portland Trailblazers. So let me just stop you there because you, you got me a little bit lost. For someone who's been been talking about the Lakers winning all year, I'm almost at a loss of words. Okay. I mean, let's stop and hit this reverse button. If you want to zoom in on like who the key players are for each team, yes, it's pretty much just the duo. LeBron James, Anthony Davis versus CJ, Dame, and Melo. You might even throw in Nurkic in there, but I don't know. Yeah. Not Maybe not quite yet. Nah, nah, we ain't throwing Nurk in there. But you mentioned the backcourt of Dame and CJ. I think you're forgetting that LeBron James, he's one of the best defenders in the league. And along with Anthony Davis, who we mentioned last episode, the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yep. Don't forget about, though, Danny Green. Oh, don't, my God. Don't, over, don't overlook Danny Green. Danny Green is an extremely underrated defensive player. Okay. And if you want to talk about the, the backcourt, that's fine. I'm going to throw it to the front court. Anthony okay. fucking Davis, period. No, oh, nothing else. One player. It's one player. It's Anthony Davis that we're talking about here. I don't think Nurkic nor Zach Collins, even though he's playing a lot better than I planned on him playing in this bubble, neither one of them are going to stop him, whether he's, you know, in the paint or, you know, taking you off the dribble, right? Uh, and then maybe. don't get me started with Hassan Whiteside. Oh, what, what I don't think, him? I don't think he can, I don't think he can play defense against Anthony Davis at all. Even, okay. I, I, I would almost even say now that I've seen him play, he can't play defense to save his fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> and if Lillard, CJ, and anybody else for that matter, 
you know, tries to take it in that paint. You got LeBron there. You got AD there. And even JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Yeah. I mean, good luck on scoring on those guys, right? Okay. But the Blake, Dwight, the, Dwight likes to touch people. They, <laughs> they can easily draw fouls if they take I it on mean, Dwight. That might be an advantage. Good advantage, bad advantage. I'll yeah. let you guys decide. Yep. But Blazers backcourt and weak players can't get it going from the outside and the perimeter. I don't see them having a chance at all. I, I like to root for an underdog, but this is not, not my dog and not my fight. So. I don't know, man. We, we talk about momentum. They had the best momentum coming into this playoffs. LeBron's talking about where is this playoff switch? I can't find it to save my life. I, grab your popcorn, dude, because it's about to be Dame time. And let me tell you, my man's hand waving goodbye. He'll do it once again. He's going to be preaching adios to the purple and gold. Sayonara, my young bloods. Let me lead my squad to the promised land. Blazers' odds to win it are 70 to 1. But best believe when I get this next stimulus check, I'm putting all of it on the Blazers, baby. Let's go, baby. They will lose second round. I just want to add that on. Well, can you just give me your stimulus check instead? Because I'll just take your money if you're going to bet it like that. If you're just throwing it out there. Man, I look look at that little bank account. I'm like, do I throw it all? I throw it all, (laughs) and then I lose it all. And then, you know, cry myself to sleep a little bit. That's all right. Dame Dollar over Lakers, I'm calling it. That's a a hot take. Almost as hot as the the Rockets winning the finals. But I like it. I like that, that, you know, that momentum that they do have. You're right about that. Let's break down the rest of these these matchups in the first round. All Let's right. just start with the, the Western Conference here and yep. the 2-7 matchup. So, you know. Clips-Mavs. Yeah, we got the Clippers and the Mavericks here. Anyways, um, I think the Mavs pretty much, in my eyes, kind of got unlucky, you know, this year yeah. by landing the Clippers in this first round. Because if I think if they were matched up with anybody else other than maybe the Lakers, then that they would have, you know, a good chance of actually making it out of this first round. Yeah. But in my eyes, the Clippers pretty much too much for them to handle. Even though Luca and Porzingis are playing really well in this bubble, you know, I think th- the team itself should be deserved to talk be talked about as like a, you know, a contending team. Right. But in this in this matchup right here the Clippers Hands down, I think they have them. Yeah, win. yeah. First round, I mean, no doubt on that one. The Mavs started the season phenomenally, edging themselves in this solid and concrete position in the middle of the pack there in the Western Conference. But unfortunately, let things slip toward the end, obviously, and put their team into this treacherous spot. Man, I got another hot. I don't know if it's too hot, but it's kind of hot. Bring out the brooms because the Mavs will get swept by the LA Clippers. So you're not even giving them one game, huh? I don't this think is, I'm giving them one season? game. They're weirding me out hardcore right now. They are bizarre looking right now. No, I think I, they need to leave immediately. I think I'm going to give the the Mavericks one game. It's going to be four one. It's going to be okay. kind of a kind of a I wouldn't say like a, a downer year for the Mavericks, but they're only going to win one, and it's just the luck of the draw that they you know picked out the Clippers, who is pretty much a dominant team, probably going to maybe possibly make it to the Western Conference Finals. If not yeah, I heard finals. that. heard that. So next up on, we got our next matchup with the Jazz and the Nuggets. I really don't, you know, see, you know, pretty much anything surprising happening here. Um, but I would like to start off that I'm going to pick the Jazz okay. to win this series as much as I don't like to say it because I think – Rudy X, uh, Rudy Gobert is this X factor in this series. Mm-hmm. Jokic, we all know that he's lost weight. He's kind of slimmed down. And I think ultimately he's going to get bullied in the paint by Gobert. 
absolutely God. bullied. But just cough on a little bit or something. Maybe so. If that if that's the scare tactic, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All, okay. It is what it is. Sometimes. Fair enough. But Gobert is an Im- impact down in the paint. Anytime he touches the ball, and you know the new looks of Jokic, I don't see him really stopping Gobert. He's going to battle him down there, whatever. You know, he's going to yeah. take advantage of them. I, right. I don't like to say that, take advantage of somebody, you know, whatever. Right, no, that's But he's fine. going to do that's that. That's fair to say. But both of these, t- uh, these teams kind of struggled in these seeding games. And with that struggle, in my eyes, I don't really see a real favorite in this series. I know mm-hmm. the, the Vegas odds have the Nuggets um, to win, but I think I would actually put my money on the Jazz. Right. The Jazz actually will be without Mike Conley for at least a couple of games here in this first series. Fortunately, unfortunately, whatever, I would say fortunate because he will get to see the birth of his, um, you know, his son. Yeah. But I, I, on that note, I see like a Jordan Clarkson maybe kind of stepping in there, filling his shoes as that starter and giving good production because as we all know, He's a scoring machine so far in this bubble. I'll give you that. He's been balling a little bit. Right, right. He's a, he's a baller. But I, a I, one thing I haven't mentioned, and you can't just overlook, they have Donovan Mitchell. Yep, I, I know that guy. He's a superstar in this league in my eyes. Sure. He has the potential to take over a game in late-game situations, you know, to lead his team to the victory, and that's exactly what you need in the playoffs. So that's why I think I got the Jazz winning this series they they lost chemistry once they had that whole Rona thing going on. So, no, I, I, I'm not going to put my money on the Jazz. I'm putting my money where the Vegas mouth is, my guy. Got to go with the Nuggets on this one. Look who has the edge within both these teams in player position. I'll give you Spider. I'll give you Donovan Mitchell taking the edge um, in that guard play. But when you look at the wing slots, I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. over Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal, whoever the hell that guy is. Um, just kidding. Royce, is, you know, he's got talent. The pressure Porter Jr. will inflict on Utah with his almost indefensible shot will be a nightmare for the Jazz. Porter is Denver's leading scorer in the bubble, about 22 points per game, and also their leading rebounder with about nine a game. His three-point shooting is a huge asset that helps spread the floor, and Jokic has said how much he appreciates him as a cutter because Jokic is pretty much a point guard now. Uh, If Porter's emerging talents weren't enough to give Denver the edge here, who? Then uh, Jeremy Grant's vast skill set off the bench certainly would, in my opinion. The Nuggets have a huge advantage on the perimeter. And as for big man, big man, yes, Gobert is a tremendous interior defender and his mobility within Utah's offense causes all kinds of headaches for opponents. But yet Gobert is going to have his hands full with everything Jokic does for the Nuggets. Sometimes he's a point guard, like I mentioned, and other times he's a crafty finisher inside. Against the Jazz this season, he's dominated in three games. Jokic has averaged about 30 points, 12 rebounds, and nine dimes. You kidding me, dude? What the Jazz had last year in physical and varying big men, Jay Crowder and Derek Favors, they no longer have. Gobert is their best line of defense. Even if Gobert can contain Jokic to some degree, Denver still has veteran Paul Millsap to turn to as a mismatch inside. I mean, I'll disagree with you on the terms of, of just that this series is kind of a toss-up. I like some. I like having a player like Donovan Mitchell because if you need that late-game presence, you you got to have a superstar on your team to do that. I don't know if I I can rely on Jokic to be that you know dominant scorer, but 
I like it. I, I think we I think we might have to place a bet or two against each other I'll on this one. one all day, every single game, every <laughs> single series. I'm in right. debt. I'm just gonna do my, my minus money that I have in the bank somewhere. <laughs> Let's move on to the last series here, the four or five matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Rockets. This is actually another tough series for me because I was actually hoping the Rockets far enough the hot take of the year making it to the finals. Yep. I would hope they would actually not end up playing somebody like the Thunder in this first round. Okay. But here we go. I got to stay true to that hot take. Yep. I mean, I got the Rockets in this one, but Chris Paul and the Thunder could make this one maybe the most exciting first round matchup. I mean, I would say I got them in six just because I think Harden will explode like he usually does. Over yeah. you know over the time of this you know series and how it will play out, and he's kind of got that extra pressure now that Westbrook is kind of questionable. I know yeah. he's going to miss the first couple of games, maybe. So I believe yeah, that might be. Yeah. yeah, I think that might be you know what gives Harden that edge to kind of you know give that Rockets give give them more of a dog mentality kind of step it up a little bit he's right. getting 50 already what has he got to go for 70 now if he has to he he might you never know listen i, I love the leadership chris ball, chris paul brings to this you know young thunder roster and everything that chris paul has done this year has been nothing short of remarkable and phenomenal and not to mention billy donovan dude hell of a coach but i too have james harden imposing his team to the second round i got the rockets on this one i can't see him losing first round yeah, I think that's fair enough. Let's uh, let's transition to the Eastern Conference real quick. Let's start with the the Bucks and the Magic, right? This yeah. might, in my eyes, be the easiest yeah. series to judge in the entire playoffs, as the Bucks are clear, clear favorites to win this one. I would even be safe to say, if Giannis would sit out this series. I think the Bucks could get a win in this series. You never know. Hey, bring think- out the brooms, dude. They're getting swept like crazy, dude. The Bucks are the favorites to make it out of the East and then to make it to the finals. There's no question here. I got like five brooms here. I need to give one away, but I give one to the Bucks. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I don't even clean, dude. Why, why do I got so many brooms here? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go to the next one then, the Raptors and the Nets. I think everybody pretty much has the Raptors winning this series, but I will say this about the Nets. Mm-hmm. If there were to be an upset in this first round, I think my vote, you know, would go to to the Nets. Okay. Because Chris Levert is playing out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, he made that NBA seeding game second team. The Nets have performed well without, you know, key personnel, Kyrie, KD. And for that roster, yeah, and, and for him and for that roster in the Nets, if Chris Levert can get hot and stay hot, maybe channel his little KD shimmy shake or whatever they call him nowadays. Yep, heard that. They might, they might make a run and, and force a, a real competitive series. But I think realistically, I think I know I have the Raptors winning. What about you, Mr. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Shout out to the Nets for sticking in there, but I don't see them overcoming the Raps. And unless your hot take somehow magically comes true and Jamal Crawford goes for a couple of 50 burgers in that series, I haven't really seen Jamal Crawford do a damn thing yet. Not even a crossover, dude. It's insane. Um, or just if Chris Levert, like you're saying, can stay consistent and hot. Fuck that, dude. I got wraps in five. I don't know what else to say about that. I think, I think that's a fair, fair statement. Maybe they can sneak one, maybe two. 
Everyone's sleeping on the Raptors. I mean, yeah, they lost uh, Kawhi, but dude, they're still fucking balling over there. I don't know why people are, you know, kind of shitting on them. Right. I I agree. Let's go uh, to this next one. And before we get all crazy, we got the Celtics and the 76ers. My pick, I know this might hurt somebody's, I mean, some people's feelings, not saying who, not saying what. I think I got the 76ers in this series. And that's even without Ben Simmons. And this, I mean, for me, almost like them more now that he's not in the lineup. I mean, we all know that this duo really hasn't really panned out per se. Um, and this is this is the time for Embiid to kind of show the Sixers what his actual worth is, right? Yeah. And this whole this whole pick for me, I think, is basically wrapped around which Embiid shows up. We all know about the inconsistencies that we see from him, you know, kind of game in, game out. But this is time for him to become a man, put on those fucking big boy shorts. He won't do it. He's scared. And play the game of basketball. Please, for one time, do it in one series. Because for me, this series, Embiid has the best chance of doing something remarkable and upsetting, you know, a a Celtics teams. Because the Celtics have had problems in the paint this season. You know, they really haven't had a dominant post player. And if Embiid can, you know, kind of take advantage of that, you know, create some double teams, find his open shooters, he has bunches of open i mean three-point shooters on his team they could definitely turn some heads to win this this one out and i think the only like numbers wise i think mb needs to get like a 35 point average 12 rebound average and anywhere from like five to seven assists a game in this series and he will win. And the, the 76 Listen, dude, only shooting on the 76ers that they're doing is Matisse Thibel shooting fucking YouTube video vlogs. They have no shooters on that team. They are inconsistent as hell, my guy. Celtics, yeah, they'll, they'll make it out the first. Don't really like them. We talked about them last episode. Who's, who's their star? I mean, Kimba's kind of hurt right now. They get real conf- – I think they're just – the Celtics are a really confusing team. So I like, I like the series. I don't think it'll be a sweep. Can't get the brooms out on this one. Embiid, yeah, sure. He's just got to bring what he what he does. You, you got two Embiids. You got hamburger Embiid or you got crying Embiid. You don't really get anything in the middle. You got to go out there, hamburger uh, Embiid, and, and be a dog and go eat, dude, and then talk that shit, man. Get your, get your teammates hyped up. Ben Simmons and Embiid don't really pan out like you were saying. I don't know. I don't even think they like each other, to be honest. I mean, they tolerate, obviously, but I've heard they don't like each other. You might see Simmons somewhere. <laughs> you might go to the Pacers. Fuck it. But I got I got Celtics on this one. All right, that's a fa- that's fair. I think that's probably the favorite in this one. But we will have to watch and see, right? I'm watching all day. Spe- uh, speaking of another series that we will definitely be watching is the last one of the Pacers and the Heat. Yep. Obviously, I think we're both picking the Indiana Pacers on this one, right? Yeah, diehard Pacers over here. All right. Thanks. I mean, you've been telling me all week now that you want the Heat. And let me tell you, sir, Twasington, as I yep. will say, yep. Disney has made your dreams come true. <laughs> we took that fourth spot from them. Really don't know how the home court plays advantage in this one. But I also plan on, you know, us knocking out the, the Heat in the, in the playoffs for that second round matchup, right? 
Yeah, I think this series will be the most intriguing of them all. Two evenly matched teams who have distinct history with each other, all the way back to Paul George fucking everything up against LeBron. The tension is hot between J- – we got new tension around Jimmy B and TJ. What's going on here, Coach? I do quickly want to add, though, uh, that Derek, Derek Jones Jr., the Miami Heat, he took a scary fall when we faced them last week and was taken off the court on a stretcher but was only diagnosed with a neck strain after having an MRI and a CAT scan and being checked for a concussion. I, I hate talking shit about players, dude, but taking off a stretcher, dude, I think his neck is going to be straight because the guy's talking about, yeah, hell yeah, I'm playing in the first round. So he intends to play against the Pacers in the first round. Um, like, you know, we don't have our all-star DeMontes Sabonis, but I'd like to believe that we can take the heat. So with that being said, uh, not much there. Just keep sleeping on us. We haven't gotten national exposure all year. When we do something good, when TJ is balling, oh, TJ Warren, TJ Warren, keep sleeping, dude. Uh, but th- I will say this. This will be the only time to hop on the hype train because once we advance to the second round, we will no longer be taking applications at man-to-man. No no longer. I don't want to give them out in the first place, but no. we'll take them until, up until this first round. Um, but I want to, before we get into man-to-man worthy or keep it moving, Love there it. are two teams that I do want to you know, kind of quickly shout out. That's the Phoenix Suns and the San Antonio Spurs. Yep. I had respect on my part for, for D-Book, kind of facilitating – at a veteran level in this bubble, leading his young guys, I would say, you know, to a lossless record, 8-0. and yeah. Unfortunately, we all know that it wasn't enough for the Suns to make that playing game. But also, on the other hand, for Greg Popovich in the, in the Spurs, the Spurs missed this playoff, you know, series, or the playoffs for the first time in 22 seasons, which is tied for the longest playoff streak in the NBA. What do you think about that? Yeah, a great question. What do I think about that? I got, I got a lot to think about that. I'm <laughs> um, thinking everything right now. It's, I don't know. I'm 24 years old, dude, and that streak is almost as old as I am. Not to mention, let's, let's just take you back in time real quick. The last time the Spurs missed the playoffs, Kobe Bryant won his first dunk contest. MJ was getting his fifth ring at the Bulls until all that fucking load or uh, the higher management just ate shit. And then LeBron was 14 years playing AAU basketball, dude. Uh, this also brings up some good questions for Greg, though, as you know, he's getting older because his contract is expired and has not been renewed yet with the Spurs. I think you're right. I think these are big, big questions, actually. I mean, there's only really a couple options for him to do, right? It's either retire, push for Becky Hammond, you know, to take over head coaching position, renew his contract, or possibly just change teams, right? There are plenty of teams right now that are out on the on the coaching head coaching search, and I think Greg is definitely at the top of the everyone's list for sure. I know we could see him with the Bulls, maybe the Nets, and possibly the Pelicans. They're searching for a new new coach as well. My question to you here on this episode, official. My question to you is: yep. What would you do if you were Greg Pop? Not a damn thing. I don't think anyone should take the Bulls position just to begin with. Stay the hell away from Chicago unless you want to absolutely ruin your legacy or coaching resume. I think it's Pop's time to check out, dude. Tip has had to everything he's done for the NBA and that San Antonio Spurs organization create history for Becky Hammond and cash out. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Brooklyn if I had to choose one. But if you can go to a team who has a serious chance of winning that Larry, 
to do it. Otherwise, I don't see him in the league any longer. Salute, Greg. Get the hell out, dude. Enjoy your life. I agree. I think I think he should go to a, t- a contending team if he's going to continue coaching. Other than that, maybe maybe you got to really consider what you what what you got to do here yeah, for man, yourself. Live life, man. Get on the beach somewhere, man. Get yeah. out of here. But you know, it's hard to give up a sport that you love for sure. But let's uh, transition into. Man to man, worthy or keep it moving, our favorite segment here. Yes, sir, baby. It's worthy or keep it moving. Let's get after it. Yes, sir. Of the man to man show. Let's just start out with, you know. <laughs> it's, no, it's I don't know. To, <laughs> I don't know. Just just tell me what it is. What we got. First up on the docket today, we got Mr. Sir Giannis giving Miles Plumley a nice little headbutt, earning himself. That one game suspension. Yeah, are we worthy or are we? Keep uh, it's worthy. It's it's worthy. You know why? Because you know I love me some physical physical touch when I can get it. Hoop. The NBA is so soft nowadays. Let the boys scrap it out. Get a couple bumps and bruises along the way. This isn't the malice in the palace, but it is a headbutt from the Greek freak, and not letting Plumley have a rebuttal with his hands, with a push, with a shove. Come on, ref. Love when a cat has some dog in him. Keep it coming, sir, Giannis. I think the biggest story here is not that Giannis headbutted somebody. It's that the mainstream media just didn't really cover this. I mean, if LeBron yeah, yeah, yeah. James did this or like a, a James Harden did this, then we would still be t- – I mean, everybody and their moms would still be talking about this. And right now, we're not talking about it. I think it – was kind of dusted under the rug, some may say. Yeah. Whatever. It is It is Giannis. I'm Fuck, done. dude. If you got, you, I don't know, man. Just start headbutting people. Only one game suspension, no fine or anything. Headbutting everybody out there. I do like to say, though, I like to see this dog in, in Giannis. I don't really get to see it game in, game out. And this kind of gave, showed me that he got some, he has some grit. So I think yeah. that could, you know, that's that's a thing for him. Keep showing that grit. But let's move on. Let's go into the next topic we got here. We got Mr. Rondo is back in Orlando, not in the bubble. Mr. Franklin the Turtle. The, yes. the turtle. Yes. But possibly to rejoin the Lakers for, you know, later down the road in the playoffs. Is this worthy or are we keeping it moving? Uh, listen, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. The Lakers will lose without Rondo's presence on the defensive end. Keep it moving, dude. As your wish is my command, we will yeah, keep my, my dreams. Let them come true, my brother. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Suns. They, ah. were, they were robbed of the playoff chances after going 8-0 and in the seeding <laughs> games. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is terrible. Is this worthy? Or are we keeping it moving? Yeah, hit the brakes. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, still not impressed. I don't take this team seriously. Why is DeAndre Ayton skipping COVID tests out here? I'm more upset that they didn't display this type of performance in the regular season before the suspension. Despite the amazing run they had in the bubble, Phoenix won't be a contending championship team for the next decade. Yeah, they may make the playoffs next year, but are we really going to celebrate a professional basketball team for making the playoffs? I don't care who's on the roster. Devin Booker needs to get out of that city. I'm tampering Draymond and take his talents to a contending team. Look at TJ Warren, dude. A guy who was drafted by the Suns, didn't make the playoffs once in his five-year career there, and has been a hidden gem until Indiana picked him up only for 
yeah, TJ, can cash considerations. Sorry, dude, but we picked you up and we love you, man. We'll pay you. The Suns are a team who pick you up just to put you on their shelf full of dust. Get that shit out of my face. See, that's where I'll stop you. I think the Suns definitely deserve to be in that playoff game more than the Grizzlies. For God's sakes, they went 8-0. They I went don't eight care. And now you want to go eight and zero in a bubble, dude? Go eight and zero in the reg, dude. Right, but they deserve to be in that playing game. Not saying that they would have beat the Blazers or whatever it would have been, but I think I would have had. I would like to have seen a team that you know showed their you know their toughness and said, "Hey, we got to pretty much win every game to even have a chance to get in the playoffs." They went out there and they did that. I I think they deserve to be in that playoff game. And I think in in years to come, we'll see them possibly, you know, make some some big waves in yeah, that if you, Western if you Conference. Wanna, if you want to celebrate them making it to the playoffs next year, then go ahead, dude. What do you want me to send you? I can send you a shirt. I can. What do you? Eh, just, I don't buy them, dude. Go to the Eastern Conference or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't see them being a contending team at all. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Do we want to place a wager right now that the Suns will make the playoffs next year? Uh, we could do that. How much are you trying to bet? I mean, my bets nowadays are $100 a piece. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't have $100 in my name, so I, I don't want to bet anymore. I've lost so much money, dude. Let's just keep it moving for now, then I'll get back to you on that one, all right? All right, all right. So I'm next up we my got, money over here. <laughs> next up we got Mr. Westbrook. Yeah. Um, we see that, you know, his injury is going to at least keep him out of the first game of this, you know, this playoff series um, yep. for the Rockets. What, what does this mean to you? Is this worthy? Are we? Uh, yeah, we... I'd like to keep it moving, Hoop. But since the Rockets are playing a better team on paper, the absence of Westbrook will be noticeably missed in the first couple of games of the series. Due to a strained right quad muscle, muscle, rumors have speculated that he will only miss the first few games. But he himself came out with a statement that he will be taking it game by game and will officially miss the first game of the series. The rest is unknown. But in order for the Rockets to be as successful as they want in this first round, they will eventually need Westbrook's versatility and force to impose that second round appearance. Right. I think I agree with exactly everything that you said there. Maybe for once in this episode, I agree for it with you. I appreciate that, brother. We don't see eye to eye, but thank you. Yeah, we like Westbrook. Yeah, I think especially for this first round, I don't think it's, you know, dire situation that he will be, you know, present for that. I think. Harden can get it done. But if they're going to, you know, continue and make my hot take true, yeah. they'll definitely need his presence after round one and into the second and third rounds for sure. Yep. Um, next up, we have the Bulls head coach is right. fired. Yeah. Is this worthy or are we uh, keeping it moving here? Uh, dude, I don't know. Honestly, I thought he was a decent coach at heart, but overall performance, absolutely god-awful and pitiful, dude. Longest winning streak he had in Chicago, <laughs> two games. Please keep it moving. I don't want to talk about Chicago at all. All right, we'll keep it right and moving for you there, sir. Please, dude, before I start crying. I think you might like enjoy this one. I think I enjoy Instagram models. You enjoy Instagram yeah, they're models. They're cool. They, yeah, they model on Instagram. Yeah. Right. We, uh, we see that each player will get four guests for the playoffs. But, big but here, 
There will be no Instagram models allowed ah, in this Come bubble. on, Silver. What are you doing, dude? Is this worthy or are we keeping it moving? Yeah, it's worthy. Let's get juicy with, with this one, Hoop. Like you said, each player can have up to four guests per room during the start of the semifinals. Not the first round, but the semifinals. And players will be allowed to invite one guest and a young child to watch the games. Let me add, they got this rule uh, with the child 32 inches or shorter. I don't know if they're going to have a fucking measuring tape or what's going on there. That's kind of funny. Acquaintances such as agents, business managers, personal chefs, trainers, and tattoo artists will not be allowed to join the campus as guests. Although, big although here, Hoop, there is one exception, my guy. Not featured on the list. IG models, we got these Instagram models, under a following of 250,000 will be allowed into the bubble to perform specific relaxation services for all players before and after games. Limited time only. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No Instagram models. Get the hell out, dude. Um, for non, on some all seriousness, for non-family members to enter the bubble, players must prove this quote-unquote long-standing relationship with their guests. Uh, for some of these single guys, though, I, I don't know how they're gonna, what they're going to do or how they're going to do it, but I bet they can figure out a loophole if they really wanted to. These guys are savages. These guys are starving, Hoop. And let me tell you, when you're starving, a cracker can taste like a steak. Let's just hope there will be no positive cases when entering the bubble. Instagram models, you are all welcome. I, all I'm saying is if you're an Instagram model, you better start unfollowing some people and get your countdown so you can get into that bubble. Uh, they you know they what are I mean? unfollowing immediately <laughs> right now. They are going nuts, losing their mind, having panic attacks all over the place. I think that's so funny that the, 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 the terms in the, in the agreement were 250000 or less. Like, okay, so I have you know, 230,000. What I can enter the bubble now if I can, you know, get that loophole going or whatnot. I 250, think that's 275. No, honestly, just no Instagram models at all, dude. You guys are going to not only bring a fucking positive case, but some other nasty shit that we ain't even going to talk about. Well, I think, I think these players will definitely find that loophole, maybe sneak in. I'm thinking maybe a Lou Williams. Uh, yeah, Hi. Lou William, the, the four <laughs> guests, they're all just going to be Magic City entertainers. Like, I don't know who the hell these guys are. But, like, honestly, they, he, he's got long-standing relationships with all of those entertainers at Magic City. And you know what? Fuck it, dude. They're going to bring chicken wings along with them and their purses and their Chanel's and their Birkins, dude. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Lou Will, you're a nuthead, dude. I, I think that I think we'll see maybe hopefully maybe one or two people try to sneak somebody in. We'll get a nice little story about it. But uh, Yes, sir. I think that will do it for our man-to-man worthy or keep it, uh, keep it moving segment. Thank you guys for staying with us. You are listening to Man-to-Man, the very best NBA show out there, where we bring you the latest topics around the NBA. Yes, sir. Our second half of this episode is brought to you by StatiCapper.com. StatiCapper is here to help simplify your quantitative analysis in the gambling world. Yep. StatiCapper can be used for a whole range of people, whether you are you got new to betting or, you know, trying to learn what is a good bet or if you've been in the game a while, yeah. like me and Mr. Twesington. Degenerates. Yes, we use it every day to see where we can, you know, get an edge on all of our bets. Go check out staticapper.com to help build a community of people who enjoy sports betting and provide useful insights to help the community win that is staticapper. We all just want to make a lot of money, dude. Help the community win. My pockets are dry right now. I will not be on staticapper. I'll be look. I love looking at the numbers every single day, but man, give me, I don't know, dude. I'm unemployed. Where's the next stimulus at? 
Come on, dude. Give me that stem. Let's uh let's go into our game of the week here. I think this game of the week has to be this, you know, playing game against the Grizzlies and the Blazers. Love it, dude. What a great game. Right. The Grizzlies kind of were in a hole themselves where they had to beat the Blazers twice to advance. Um, and, and, and Dame and company pretty much had different plans for them. It kind of went back and forth uh, as it came down to this wire. And, you know, who other than Melo kind of iced this game, hitting a three with about, I think, almost two minutes left. And it gave the Blazers the lead, and they really never looked back. Melo, who was 0-5 from beyond the arc, knocked down the most important shot of the game. I mean, it was hype. I mean, it was just one of those. That's what he does, setting up shop in the corner right there. Right. It was just one of those shots that you knew that were going in. And like I always say, shooters, they shoot. Melo, he's going to keep shooting no matter what his stats are. He probably didn't even know he missed no. All of his three points. Next shot mentality. Right. And the Blazers win in a final score of 126 to 122. Obviously, like we mentioned earlier, sentimental game for Nurkic. I mean, yeah. really, really cool to see that. But I do want to say respect to the young talent, John Morant, and his and in uh, the first year head coach of uh, Taylor Jenkins, I believe it is. Yep. Unfortunately, you know, the Grizzlies didn't make and exceed those expectations. And they, they're going to lead the bubble. Yeah. But here's this question I got for you on this topic right here. What happened with these Grizzlies in this bubble? They had that three-and-a-half game lead. What happened to them? I thought it was a lot yeah. for them. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have much faith in the Grizz, honestly, to begin. Inexperience is all it is. Sure, the absence of Jaron Jackson was detrimental to that young roster and team. But the whole theme in this bubble is all about momentum. We've preached that all the way up to this point where they've started the season games, the seeding games. And that's exactly what the Grizzlies didn't do for themselves. They didn't create any momentum for themselves. Loss after loss. It's tough to be in that situation, especially after being in this unique situation of not playing together for three months. Just couldn't find their groove. I like the Grizz, you know, we, I live in Tennessee, big Grizz fan behind Pacers, but they're kind of drifting away from me. Um, but, you know, John Moran, I think he'll be an all-star next year, just like Luca was in his second year. No doubt in my mind, they'll, they'll be back in the playoffs next year. Right. I mean, I do want to say John Moran showed very good, you know, potential-wise of being, you know, an all-star because he had his career high of 35 points. I mean, everything looked right for him. In big games. He, yeah, right. he solidifies in big games. That was a huge game for that, that, that franchise. So I, I like to see that from Ja. I mean, pretty much really a great game to watch, you know, start to finish. But that kind of transitions into our player of the week. Give it obviously, to me, Hoop. I have no idea who it is. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. Let me just tell you, it's Damian Lillard, the yep. unanimous, you know, MVP of this bubble and of the seeding games. I mean, this guy is just on a tear right now. He's going to do whatever it takes to get his team to where they need to be that first step was to make the playoffs. He did that. You got him going and beating the I got, Lakers. I got high hopes in the Blazers right now. Right, and you got him beating the Lakers. I think that's, I mean, bar none, I don't think it will happen, but that's good expectations, and that's where exactly where he wanted to be as a, you know, as a player and going into this bubble. I mean, the guy is hot. He had, you know, three games in a row with 50 points or more. Nothing he's, new to him. Right, and he's just, you know, pretty much might be one of the hottest just 
pure scores that we do see in this bubble right now. Ever in NBA history, dude, Dame Lord will, will forever be a Hall of Famer in my eyes. There's If he doesn't get that, then that's insane. He's yeah. playing well. He's got mellow, top 15 scorer of all time. I love Mello's story, how everyone shut him out, didn't give him a chance. He's coming back. Absolutely love to see CJ going to work on Ja. Ja's a, like a phenomenal player. He'll be an all-star like we're talking about. Dame is killing it. But what about the uh, – I'm seeing some – you know, we were talking about Twitter beef last episode with Dame's sister and Paul George's wife. I think they made up, made friends. And sorry, dude, my wife's an idiot. And Dame's like, yeah, my sister can get a little ratchet. But what about the Twitter beef between uh, Skip Bayless and Dame, dude? I think Skip – have you seen this? You seen this hoop earlier this week? I saw a little bit of it. I think Bayless said something about how he's not a good player. Not a good player. You know, not a clutch player. Where is Dame time when you need him? His hands aren't waving bye-bye. I think Dame just said, shut the hell up, dude. Watch my game real quick. <laughs> next game, next couple of games, like you're saying, three games in a row with a 50-burger. Uh, yeah, he ordered a little extra cheese and lettuce on it. And, and Skip Bayless is like, good game, Dame. That's all he said in the tweet. I think he just told him to shut the hell up. I ain't listening to you. I, think, I don't think I, – I don't know. I feel like all these NBA players, they see what these you know analysts and ESPN guys are saying or reporters are saying. You know, you have to at some point. But sometimes you, gotta, you just got to shut them up. I think that's exactly what Dame Dollar is is just really good at. Is taking all of the negative comments. We yeah. see comments like, "Hey, it's going to be nice that you're not going to make the playoffs and you're going to be watching it on your couch." Yeah. And all he replies is, "We going to send you home." No, dude, we're, he's we, still in it. Yeah, and he all he replies is, "We will see." And guess what? You'll see him. He's not on the couch watching the playoffs. Love it. This is just the type of player that he is, and I like to see you know some fight in players, and I respect the hell out of it. You know, I'm always about repping my home city always and ever. And yeah. he does that for the Blazers of just, you know, he's, he says he's not going to leave. He wants to spend his whole career there. And he, I mean, he might not get to the, you know, the finals and, and win a finals. But I think the respect has to be put that he's going to stick with one team and not go ring chasing as all, as all these right. people are saying Right. that these, you know, Big players are doing so. Lo- love Dame. Love Dame. All I got to say. Can't wait to watch him in the playoffs. Right. Let's move into our last segment, of course. Last but not least. Yep. Our play- Pacers segment. Hey, Pacing Nation, baby. <laughs> take, take me through it real quick. Just tell yeah, me how this I, is. Yeah, we, we played three games last week. We played the Heat on Monday. Absolutely got fucking cooked by Jimmy Butler. They worked <laughs> us 114.92. Where the hell was TJ Warren when you needed him the most? Uh, I just think these guys knew they were pointing each other, talking about the Pacers, uh, get a little hesitant here and there, didn't show up, don't know what happened. Brogdon's feel kind of weird me out again. Uh, Wednesday, we played the Rockets. If you put money on the Pacers, dude, hell yeah, you're probably rich. So we weren't supposed to win that game, but we did. But Westbrook was out. But listen, Harden's still almost a 50-burger with 45. And then we played the Heat again on Friday. This was a game that Derrick Jones Jr. got taken off a stretcher. We won that game 109-92. Uh, almost 20 point um, deficit right there. So, I mean, we're looking good. I think, you know, big shout out to TJ Warren making the all NBA seeding games uh, or the all NBA seeding team. I don't know. It's these new awards they're giving out. Um, he made the first team shout out to Nate McMillan dodging the hot seat. He signed a one year extension. I don't know why he was on the hot seat to begin with. And then I think Vic's hanging out with Miami heat players. So we got a bunch of weird shit going on, but Nate's looking good. Anything you got from that? Yeah. I mean, I think, like you mentioned, I think TJ Warren will be a big part of what we 
you know, take into these playoffs. He's, you know, obviously hot. He's hungry for the playoffs. Right. And he's one of those guys that's just kind of a nose-down guy and just goes out there and gets things done. So I really like that. And then naming McMillan, I don't know why he was on the hot seat. If I know there were some rumors. He probably went into the Pritchard's office and said, hey, hey, coach, what's up, bro? I need yeah. an extension. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, here's a game, uh, one game or one season extension. I, I think Pritchard was like, why the hell did you not come see me sooner? Before, dude? I, I mean, he probably even forgot. He was like, oh, Nate McMillan, uh, your contract's up. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Here, here you go. Here's another He's a year. stud, dude. He's coached on like the USA teams. It's just because people don't fucking see us. Like they think we should be better than what we are. I think we're perfect. I think we're an overall good team. We're right here in the middle of the pack. We're actually at fourth. Top forwards team in the East. What else can you ask for? What do you think about Vic hanging out with the Miami Heat player? That's my only concern. I don't know. I think I think you know him and 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 the players are just kind of lovey dovey a little bit to the point of like they're probably good friends with them, right? I don't know. I think Vic's trying to do some undercover like out new album EP type shit. You know, I think Bam (laughs) out of bio. He's hanging out with Bam a lot. Bam looks like an off brand Dwight Howard. It's really funny. And I think Bam just has this $50,000 mic in studio and Vic's trying to put that mask on again and, and, you know, spit a bar or two, but right. I, I think want, the, I, I think going to the heat, I think the, the Miami heat are definitely, you know, on this searching trail. I think they do have bigger fish to fry like a Giannis. I don't think Vic is quite up to that standard, but I don't know in, in my eyes, Vic, if you want to leave, let us know, and we'll get you out of here. But yeah. if you want to stay, you're not going anywhere. We love yeah, no, no disrespect. If you want to leave, we get it. But why the hell would you want to leave, dude? We're on our peak right now. We're going to ball here in the next years to come. We got some bonus next year. Just relax a little bit. We get Miami's cool. But fucking go buy a house down in Miami. You can hang out there in the offseason. Right, exactly, exactly. So I don't, I don't see anything big, big news on that. I know it was kind of a story there, but. I'm I'm content to where the Pacers are at right now. Yeah, but it, dude. I think with that, this episode is a wrap. Right? Wrap it up, baby. Christmas presents coming. That was it. Right. So thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net. We are man to man, the very best NBA show out there. Again, second merch launch is dropping this week, so make sure to tune in for that. Get your big boy T-shirts right. Because yep. we are more broke than those McDonald's machines. Ice cream machine broke, brother. Damn right. it. Um, but we'll keep you updated on our um, daily on our social media at Man to Man Podcast on Instagram and at MTM NBA Show on Twitter. Follow, like, share You know our show with your friends and family if you haven't already yet. But with that, we will catch you next week. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Hey, namaste, and we'll end it with Pace Nation, baby. <laughs> it ain't about nothing. I'm straight hustling.